wanna do my own thing. Yeah. I'm finna buy a ringtone and let the phone ring. Yeah. I decided that I gotta do my own thing. Hey, 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 hey. I just gotta do my own thing. Own thing, own thing, own thing, own thing. That my BM gonna slide when she see him yeah. I know she gon' see him Cause I'm deaf off in the shower yeah. Take her to the corporate Then I take her to the store yeah. She yeah. just yeah. like my personal space Got a circular waist Pull my shirt when she work, 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 work yeah. If you work in my space Better keep that shit fashionable I don't like to be bothered when I work, 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 work Leave me the fuck alone, new fiance, that's my cologne Doing too much and saying too much, that's how y'all ass end up alone I'ma just pimp off, you a send off I don't really ever like to get involved Got a baby, got a house, got in-laws, go kick raw I'ma do my own thing How you gon' raise your voice, gon' raise your money, won't raise your kids What? Bad little bitty in the city that I'm in yeah. When I go and travel, I might have to take her with She say she like how the cars stop, but the rims don't I ain't wanna leave, but I had to go Like Trey songs. I was 18 with a 98 Selling 28s, now 25, selling 16s It's a hundred race, my new girl a freak She my type, she unique Make a same when we bang Skeet, 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 skeet Tell my ex, it's a dub That's a wop, that's unlikely Put a bust down on my wifey Like Gucci man, so icy I'ma do my own thing Well, look who's here. All my favorite people. You are here, and you are here, and even you are here. All of you. I'm humbled, my fellow hobos. My name is Mark Hammerschmidt. Welcome to Hobo Safe Camp. I, I'm, this isn't even a lie. I'm so happy that you decided to join us around the virtual campfire today because I can't even express the treat you're in for. In just a few minutes, we're going to talk to Roxanne Delamba and she's going to talk to us about how to shed your past and how to move forward into your true self so you can accept your higher calling. And if you aren't already following Roxanne on Instagram, you really should be. She's at Voice of Intuition. So as soon as you finish listening to this, be sure to go check out her page. She's doing cool things. She's using social media to transmit a positive message of light and to give her higher self a platform to express herself more clearly. And she's also creating a space where like-minded people can find a place to heal. Um, all of this happening in the virtual world, uh, she's, it's just so amazing. Um, but before we get started, 
Can I just say a thing or two? Would that be okay with you? You're cool with that? All right, cool. So there's a lot of crazy energy going on right now, isn't there? It feels like we might finally be heading into the calm period of growth after all this, these celestial events, including a solar eclipse, have been maneuvering their way through the universe at this particular time. Um, you can think of like eclipse energy like water, like a water hose filling up a pond. And if you stop the flow of water, if you if you plug the end for even just a few minutes, when you eventually release that water, it comes in a big burst and it makes a big splash uh, before it eventually returns to its normal flow. And it's the same thing with the sun. We were hit by a big burst of energy that sent crazy ripples out into the universe. It's no wonder everyone was acting a fool. And maybe even you were acting a fool. Um, this is why it's so important to realize that we might have all been a little out of our minds there over the past few weeks. And perhaps some forgiveness of both ourselves and others is in order right now. Maybe we can let go of some of the dumb shit people did as their human bodies were adjusting to the wave of energy that washed over the globe. And hopefully they'll forgive us of the dumb shit we did. So go on, forgive yourself. Now go forgive those other fools. There. Doesn't that feel better? Now, let's get out there and move forward. There's so much work that needs to be done, and there's so much healing that needs to take place. There's so much love that still needs to be grown and shared. Why would you choose feeling shitty over fixing the planet? Is it because fixing the planet is an impossible, thankless job? You're going to let that stop you? No, you're not. You're going to wake up tomorrow, and you're going to start over clean, and you're going to get to work repairing the planet on a hyper-local level. You're going to be mindful of every situation and only contribute to making it a better place. You're going to make whatever is right in front of you better, always, instead of adding to the bullshit that's already facing, where already all of us are facing. You're going to do it. I know you can do it. How do I know you can do it? Because you're you, and you're here, and you're clearly meant for so much more. It's like what Roxanne is about to tell us. We only have a short time here on this planet. Why would you want to spend it being miserable? Why? Ask yourself that. You want to be happy. Of course you do. It's what we're all striving for, isn't it? Happiness and joy. Isn't it those little moments of pleasure that make all the shit in between bearable? Now, what if you can reduce the amount of shit in the middle and increase the amount of happiness around the edges? Now we're talking. Of course, you're not going to remove all pain. We're human. The greater part of human existence is pain. It's by definition, I think. So be the exception. Be the bringer of love. What a cool title, the bringer of love. Be that person. Okay. I hope you've popped your popcorn, or you've blended your smoothie, or you've poured a glass of wine, or you've sparked a fat bowl, or whatever you need to do to chill out. Because it's on. I'm here to tell you right now, it's so on. So let's get to it. Ladies and gentlemen, friends and family, and even you strangers and ne'er-do-wells, gather round and focus your heart energy on what you're about to hear right now. Put the tin can telephone up to your ear and listen closely to the words of love that are about to be delivered with gracious light. Roxanne, ramble on. I'm just a rambling hobo 
I ramble all alone. I'm just a rambling hobo. I ramble all alone. Ain't got no one to love me. No place to call my home. It's just really cool that you could use social media to kind of, you know, you can go in faceless and start an account as whatever you want and that can be this this broadcast of your higher self or your better self right. or who you really want to be and then that as you're doing that of course that just starts seeping into your personal life i couldn't agree with you more and i started doing that and i was this faceless account for a you know a long time a lot i say a long time it was a year um but basically i just said you know what I want to have a safe place for me to discuss my ideas and my dreams. And I don't want to, I don't even want to put myself out to any type of judgment because I felt that I wasn't ready for that, you know? Right. And over time, I started to become more confident in what I was projecting. And, you know, it wasn't that it was any more truthful because I was, you know, still being myself, but I just felt more confident in who I am. And, you know, the tremendous support obviously helps, but um, I'm just finding that this is something I've known I've always wanted to do, connect with other people, you know, allow a safe space for others to recognize their own healing or where they need to work on. And, you know, this is a part of me. So I'm slowly starting to care less about the family members that have, you know, judgment or, um, you know, old friends that no longer, you no longer fit into how they right. thought you were, you know? Right. So, so yeah. Yeah. So, so as you're slowly getting to know yourself, through, mm. your real self through this, who, who is the real, who are you? <laughs> like, mm. what is, what is, what is the voice of intuition's goal? Like, what is your message that you, that you're putting out there? that you want people to hear? I want people to hear that it's safe to be yourself and that people really are looking for the true you. You know, who, whomever that is, if you're willing to embrace yourself, others will too. But you don't find those others that are looking for that or even the self-content until you are yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's mainly mainly what I'm trying to do and that's cool that's yeah. cool it's because and it's like I like how you it's like a safe place because it is it take you it, when you're first kind of transitioning into this who you really are as you know away from you know your more natural state apart from you know kind of how culture has right. shaped, shaped you um, it's, it is good to be able to connect with others that are going through the same thing or others who have already gone through it that you can see oh this is somebody that's already that's that's clearly comfortable with who they are and look they're doing great and you can kind of see how you know how you want to be and what's really cool too is that um over time you find that you attract this community that existed all of the time mm -hmm. but you are now ready for each other and you know they're interested in what you're having to say and like i said before the information that you're sharing is resonating and that's what I meant by providing a, a space for others to find their healing, find what they need to work on. 
you know, maybe discover something that was bothering them that they really didn't even know was still bothering them, you know, yeah. and that others are going through it too, you know? I mean, I feel like, I feel like a lot of the world feels so lonely and it's just because they think that they're the only ones that are going through whatever they're going through and their situation might be unique. You know, they might have an ill family member or, you know, their finances are really poor or whatever's going on for them. It might be unique to them, but it doesn't mean that they haven't hurt the same way that I have or that you have, you know, and that's part of this human connection. That's so beautiful is that, Everyone hurts. Everyone experiences emotions. Everyone loves, you know, we all want to, you know, find this happiness. And that's what connects us. Even though it looks different, it's not different. And that's what my hope is, is to connect others in a way that says, hey, we're more similar than we are different because we're united by these differences. It's just different expressions of spirit. Right. You know? right. right. And you said something, too, that really resonates where your what 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 you mean by uh, an open space um is really like it's it's like when you stumble across someone else's words mm-hmm. that that you go oh yes you know what i mean like yes. it's, and, and and that there's so much healing in just randomly stumbling across someone else's words that are just saying exactly what you're going through yes. <laughs> that really yes. starts to you heal you know that happens with your page a lot for me <laughs> Um, you know, and I was finding that that's why I was so excited to hear from you because, and you're an intuitive, so I'm sure this happens to you a lot, but sometimes I'm reading your words and I'm like, oh my gosh, he's speaking right to me. I am. (laughs) Never connected on this physical plane yet, you know, so it's crazy, but awesome at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think we're, I think we're all, um, struggling you know and and mm-hmm. we're all also i mean and the, we struggle but really like why like we the thing the the main like i don't know i just it's crazy what we let upset us mm-hmm. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. when when the the goal is like happiness and joy and we could easily have it but we let these dumb things distract mm-hmm. us and bring us down you know and and, and you know little annoyances that's the I, I don't know. I just I try to get people to get past that. <laughs> just get past those things that pe- even like people could be doing terrible things to you, and if you could just get past it, you can still live your life with joy and happiness. Mm. I was reading something the other day, and it said, um, it said, hold on, let me find the words. It was the person was talking to their higher self, and and basically they said the higher self says you are addicted to finding imperfections with yourself. And I just thought about that for a second. I thought, wow, you know, like we're, we're constantly searching for something to fix, you know, and I'm sure it has to do with the way that we are raised or society and what we think we're supposed to be, you know, um, always striving for excellence and you're not allowed to just be as you are. Um, but I just thought about that for a minute and it really hit home for me. You know, why, why are we addicted to, um, you know, putting ourselves down almost, you know, um, why can't we celebrate the things that we're good at without being called cocky? You know, um, I think there's, there's a big problem in that. Yeah, for sure. And 
it, the fact that you have to remind people to practice self-love tells you something about where we are as a society. Like, mm. why do you have to be reminded to love yourself? <laughs> you <know>? Right. <laughs> right. I think for me personally, I, you know, I had, um, I'm sure my life experiences um, caused me to, what am I trying to say here? <laughs> I think for me, I felt a lot of hurt as a little girl and I just, I knew the dark places that I had gone and I just wanted to make sure that, that if I could help anyone else that was also going through that, that I would, and I didn't want anyone to suffer the way that I did. And, um, you know, it still exists. People do doubt themselves all of the time and they get so, you know, anxious about being perfect, you know, and, and what's interesting is what is perfect? Right. <laughs> I have the word, um, teleos tattooed on my back and it's a Greek word and it means be whole. Um, it's actually found in the That's Bible. Cool. Yeah. Um, one of my girlfriends and I, when we were maybe 20, we decided we were going to get this word tattooed on us. She got it in Aramaic, Jesus's native language. And he says, you must be whole as your holy father is whole. Right. But in the in the text, it actually says you must be perfect as your holy father is perfect. Right. So when you translate that, the word perfect that he uses is not perfect. It's whole. It's whole. Yeah. Cool. And, you know, it totally, totally, totally changes the meaning. Yeah. And as someone who, you know, grew up. Um, in a strict Catholic household, um, you know, where you weren't supposed to question things. And um, I kind of ventured off and said, well, why not? We need to question our faith and we need to question and explore and understand because that's what strengthens our faith. And um, learning that was so transformative for me because I just thought, oh, my gosh, duh, <laughs> you know, perfect Perfect to Mark does not look the same as perfect to Roxanne does. Right. You know, perfect right. to an orange doesn't look the same as it does to an apple. And, you know, that's where we really need to understand if you can just be the best expression that Mark knows how to be of himself. And I can just be of myself. And that's perfect because we're going to unite on this much deeper level than we ever could if you were being the Mark that you thought I wanted you to be. You know? Right. Well, and that's how synergy works, too. We all have to be operating as our own individual things. We can't all be operating as the same. Right. Otherwise, we're just doing the same thing. Exactly. There's so much work to do. We have to We have to be able to do different things mm. and think differently. Mm-hmm. Do you have a, a – in your memory, is there a moment that you can remember, like, uh, your quote-unquote spiritual awakening? Like, is there a moment in your life where, like, like you say you were raised Catholic. Is there a moment mm -hmm. where what's, where it snapped and you said, all right, well, there's so much more than that? Mm. Um, I think there were different defining moments for me. I can remember... I can remember living in a very negative environment and, you know, there's a lot going around, a lot going on around me. And I was moving a lot and I just felt this instability. And um, 
I remember being in the seventh grade and I, um, I remember I went home that summer and I just felt really defeated. I felt like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm, I'm totally socially anxious. Um, you know, I have a couple of close friends, but I just, I feel like I'm always shy to be myself. And I went home and I read like every single chicken soup for the soul book. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, I started realizing, holy crap, I'm not the only one that goes through shit. Right. (laughs) And yeah, you know, so like being 13 years old and like realizing that made me understand that I can be whoever I want to be. And if I want to change tomorrow, that's okay. So I remember going back to school the following year and saying, you know something? I'm going to, I'm going to talk to the boy next to me. I'm going to totally throw him for a loop. And I remember sitting down and this was totally out of character for Roxanne at the time. I was so shy, you know, uh-huh. and, and I turned to him and I just said, Hey, how was your summer? Totally confident. Just like that. And he looked at me like, who the heck are you? <laughs> you know? And I just loved that feeling of being able to reinvent yourself. And, um, that was a big, that was a big defining moment for me to know and also, and also understand that people don't know what you're going through. So even though it was special for me to understand I could be whoever I wanted to be, it was also, um, it was also important because you also don't know what's going on underneath the surface. And it made me, it it made me disguise a lot of things at that age. And then I started to realize like, okay, people could be putting on a show, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so as far as a spiritual awakening, I, I feel like that was, that was when I started to connect with who I, I knew I could be whomever I wanted to be. But I would say that there's one other experience when I was maybe like two years later. So I think I was like, 14 or 15, my father had this girlfriend that I did not like. <laughs> and she had said, um, you know, she was trying to forge a relationship, but I just didn't like her. Right. You know, I, I saw, um, I saw a number of women around and I just thought, you know, she's just going to be another flavor of the week. <laughs> right. Now, don't tell my dad that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I just thought, who is she? And then one day we were doing this fundraising walk and she asked me if I'd like to walk around the, the track with her. And I said, I'd love to. And um, she started talking to me about past lives. I have nowhere. And Weird. I just remember being so fascinated, like this is a possible thing. And um, <laughs> it was so cool for me. And this totally snapped on this different like experience of spirituality for me um i had had i had had a lot of i believe in signs i believe that i have very strong intuition so i know that i've been receiving signs from god since i was a little child but you know learning that there was that this could also be a possibility was so exciting and thrilling for me and i did go to catholic high school but i did um I was open to exploring other religions and I, and I had always thought, okay, who's to say that my religion is the only one that's correct. It just doesn't make sense to me. 
you mean the little boy who lives in Syria that is growing up differently than me? He's wrong. He's going to go to hell because, you know, um, because of his beliefs. That's right. the only thing that he knows. Right. You know, I just thought, like, there's something wrong with this, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so without going on a tangent here, um, I think I just began to realize that there are many truths and, you know, what may be true for Mark may be different for Roxanne and that's okay because it's all about make sense, finding what makes sense for you. You know, I would strongly advise anyone not to believe something just because someone tells them that it's true. You need to know in your heart that it makes sense for you. Right. No? Right. So, yeah. Wow. Well, I like what you say about reinventing yourself. It's kind of like, mm. it kind of seems like that's what it keeps coming back to with you mm. is, is this ability. And it's, and that's, what's cool. Like, that's what I always say. Like, that's why, like, if you, if you are into the tarot, I my favorite card is the tower because I like I say tear it down and <laughs> build something yeah. new, you know. Let's start this thing over. Right. And uh, it seems like that's a theme that's yeah. coming up in your life. It does, and something that um, when you just said that, it made me realize that um, as I said before, I totally believe in reinventing yourself, but something that. Um, Something, another theme that comes up too is if there are unresolved emotional hurts, they will still come back and teach you lessons until you're ready to address them. Right. No. And, um, you know, I think a lot of times I was so ready to be over the situation that I was in. And I tried to, you know, change myself and it worked successfully on the outside, but there was so much hurt that I just hadn't healed. And, um, you know, I'm still working through that and that's okay. But, um, maybe, maybe reinvention is not the right word. Maybe it's just more evolving to your true self mm. as, as, cause it's not like reinventing yourself to, it's a natural reinvention is kind of what right. you have to do. You know, it's not like just starting over completely different. I mean, you still have to be true to your character, uh, otherwise, people kind of realize, you know what I mean? Like you are right. who you are. So like, I don't, I don't. Reinventing is maybe not it. Actually, I think it's more stepping into your real, your true skin. Right. Little by little. Right, and and realizing that maybe you don't need the baggage that you've been carrying. You know, maybe it doesn't make sense for who you thought you were. You know, but you you don't need it. People don't like to see a change, though, do they? No. They don't. (laughs) But that's okay. (laughs) Uh, So, so you went to Catholic school, and at a a pretty early age, you, you, it seems like you were developing like intuition, um, and you were pretty intuitive for at uh, at a young age. Mm. Is it something that you were aware of, or is it something that maybe looking back you can just see that was as it was awakening? You know. Monday morning quarterback, <laughs> but or was it something you were aware of in the moment? Um, no, I think I always knew. Um, I think that I always knew, and you know, I, I could get a really good sense of who someone was. Um, I think I think all children do. I think we all have this intuitive sense. 
that we are trained to forget about. And I just was kind of a rebel (laughs) as a young kid. And when I was told, you know, you need to be respectful to so-and-so or you need to remember their name. And I'm like, dad, I don't remember their name because, (laughs) (laughs) because, you know, whatever. So I'm uh, terrible with names. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So I just kind of felt like, no, I don't have to be who you want me to be. I'm going to be myself and I trust myself. Um, I had a really low tolerance for bullshit as a kid. And, um, and yeah, I, I just, I'm really bad at like putting on a mask and pretending I'm someone else. That's why, you know, when we talk about evolving into your true colors or reinventing yourself, I really firmly believe I am all of these versions of myself. Right, right. But um, I, I really believe that um, I can't put on a mask. I can't be fake with you. I am a very bad liar. <laughs> so, you know, I just like, what's the point to me? It's like, what's the point? And I've always been this way. It's just like, I, I can't, um, fake who I am. And if I'm not getting this positive high vibe from you, if I'm getting a low vibration from you, I, I'm going to feel that and it's going to create this resistance. Um, you know, maybe I couldn't, verbalized that when I was eight years old, but but that's what was happening. That's what was always happening. And now I'm proud of it. Yeah. I'm proud that, you know, I'm not, I wasn't just this little rebel kid. I was listening to my gut and we need to applaud children for doing that. You know, I'm a, I love and adore children and I totally believe in letting them show their true colors and expressing themselves, how they, how they feel. You know, and not trying to like answer for them or tell them how to feel. No, they know and they trust themselves and they haven't learned all of this self doubt that we've learned. I, I, I have a, I'm the oldest of five girls and I have a six year old sister and I learn so much from her just because she's just so free and, um, she, she's just herself. It's amazing. <laughs> That's and, cool. It's so cool. And she has a little bit of, I believe it's learned social anxiety, but yeah. we're together. It's not like that. She's just herself and it's, That's awesome. it's pretty bad. Yeah. That's cool. I'm sure hanging around you, social anxiety will dissipate at some oh, point. Thank you. Yeah. I just, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I really do love people. I love people and whomever they want to be. If you're really passionate about music, that's so cool. Teach me about it. If you're, you know, a writer or if you have anything to do with any type of creativity, which my husband is a um, business person, and that that is a totally different type of creativity. Right. And I love that. We're totally different, and I just I love that. That's cool. So, yeah. What what um, <sighs> there's just this this i don't know it's like just happiness and joy like you've got to have bad days i'm sure (laughs) random maybe this random day where like where like i don't know if you won the lottery or something but like (laughs) what is your what is your like how do you maintain that how do you maintain this just this sense of of happiness that you put out like what what's your what are your what's your secret 
Oh, thanks. Um, hmm. I think everybody has bad days. I've had a number of bad days. Um, and I tend to keep to myself or just go to a couple of very close friends that, you know, I know won't just pass on their judgment or tell me how to be. They'll just hold space for me while I figure out what's going on. And um, that's what works for me. You know, as much as I may seem like an evolved extrovert that's full of joy and happiness, I'm still <laughs> that introverted, you know, seven-year-old that's like trying to figure it all out. Um, I know exactly what you're talking about. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but um, at the same time, I can't stay angry or upset for too long. You know, I know that there's work to be done and I just, I can't hold a grudge. Um, you know, that I'm not, this is not an open invitation for everyone to hurt me, <laughs> but I just don't believe in it. Like there's, there's so much work to be done and we only have so much time. So why are we going to waste it being, being upset? Like, let's get back to the truth of like what it really is, you know? Okay. Maybe it was a misunderstanding. You know, but but you're right too. Right. You know, and right. um, so yeah, I mean, a lot of reflection and understanding where the other is coming from, and just also realizing that the other is you <laughs> in mirror exactly. form. Exactly. Exactly. And um, what lessons do I have to learn from them? Um, so a lot of reflective time for sure. I mean, this is this might be coming out of left field and. If it's too hard to answer, you don't have to answer. <laughs> but okay. I, I like to ask this because it's it's something that I'll, I'll, I hear a lot, but I and maybe I don't have the right the right answer because I, I seems like I can't seem to get what I think across. But so I, I want to ask just a couple of people, just so for people listening, just for they can hit that healing space, maybe if, if this rings true with them. But how, what would you say to somebody who says that they have a really hard time with forgiveness? because it feels like they're basically just letting people take advantage of them or being a doormat by forgiving oh, somebody. It's not that. And for a while, I too thought that that was it. Um, but it's not. I agree that you need to, you know, you need to establish boundaries with the person that has hurt you. Um, but I think that Forgiveness is an act of self-care because if you hold on to that hurt and that frustration, it can create illness in the body. And, you know, all of those low vibrational thoughts can literally manifest and you can hold hurt physically in your body. And that's not worth it to me. Um, I actually just recently posted a prayer that I wrote on forgiveness to my Instagram. Um, and I read it every time that I'm going through something that I'm finding really hard to understand the other perspective. But at the end of the day, I know that each situation is serving my highest good and the highest good of the other person. And um, it's what needs to happen in order for the evolution of us. And um, 
you know, I really believe that it's important to forgive so that you can move on, you know? Now, when you say that you have a really hard time holding a grudge and you can't hold a grudge, that doesn't necessarily mean that you still allow certain people in your life. I mean, it's, it's not like a forgive and forget on all occasions. I think that's what a lot of people struggle with, where they say, if you're forgiven, then we can just go back to the way things were. No, no, it, it, you can't. I mean, it's it's okay to remember, you know, because you're smart and... Of course, you're gonna you're 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 going to remember um, an experience that changed you. But when I say that I don't like to hold grudges, it's it's really because I understand that even though we're spiritual beings, we are still human, and it's okay to make a mistake because to you it might have been the right thing. And actually, I I reference Wayne Dyer a lot just because I totally believe in his teachings and his wife, actually, um, Serena Dyer, his daughter, talks about this in her book. But um, his wife, Marceline, was robbed once and um, and the person, you know, I believe held her at gunpoint and she said, yeah, take whatever you want, take whatever you want. And after they had cleaned out the house with, you know, the television, and you know, expensive money laying around, she says, hold on, I think I have some jewelry in the bedroom. Follow me and and leads them to, to get more of her things. Why would she do that? Because she said, I don't know what that person's going through. You know, I, it, it seems so important. And for me, holding on to it and having this attachment. Why? You know, this person obviously needed it more than me. So that's kind of how I look at forgiveness is um, you don't really know what the other person is going through. And 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 everything led them to that point. Like they're 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 on a different path than you're on. That's what's so hard to to realize is that because everyone says I never would have done that to somebody. Well, you might have had you walked in that person's shoes. Exactly. Exactly. You might not have made that decision in your life. You know, but every experience that that person has had, just like in your life, has led them up to this moment. You know, you don't know the type of upbringing that they had or decisions that they had to face or treatment that they faced. It just it made sense for them and it will make sense for them in the future. And it's all for our higher evolution. That's always what it comes back to. And then it's like you say, we've only got a little bit of time here. Mm-hmm. So so make it like fill it with love. Like right. why fill it with pain and anguish? Exactly. And get the lesson, you know? Get the lesson. Yeah. Yeah. But I will say, you know, I think the most important thing that I can that I can pass along is that no one else is in control of your experience of your life. So if you want to be happy, you can be happy and you don't have to wait for someone else's permission to do so. If you have always dreamed of becoming something, you should go do that. You know, and I'm I'm working on it, too. I'm not, you know, self-actualized over here. And, you know, my family will remind you that. But (laughs) (laughs) but I think the most important thing is like this is your life and it's your experience. And the only one at the end of the day 
who's hurting if they don't do what they want to do or live how they want to is you. Right. And I think doing what you want to do when, you know, you have this, it's like, I've always wanted to do that. Usually those aren't easy things or you would have done it already, you know, right. and th so right. there's work and that's and I think that's kind of what holds people back is it is is, is this question, am I going to put all this work into it and it's going to be for nothing? And that's where you got to like have some faith in yourself. And if you want to do something like do it like in spite of what like, I don't know, like, like, let's say you wanted to become a screenwriter, you know, like do it, you pick move to LA, <laughs> right. get yourself into the system, make the sacrifices that you need to make. And if your family and friends are saying you're crazy, then they're saying you're crazy only because they don't want to do the work. I mean, I guess right. that's kind of a, a weird example, but no, no, that's a perfect example. You know, like that's typical of family and friends. They're only trying to protect you from hurt. But if that's something that you feel the calling to do, the calling's still going to be there. You know, that aching right. is still going to be there. So you might as well try it because the time is going to pass anyway. So <laughs> you might as well try it. Right, right. But, but you have to do the work. Exactly. <laughs> that, every, everything, everything worth it is work. Mm. No, no. I, I tell my kids all the time, nobody's per, like, like no, no, nobody, no, musician picks up a guitar and just plays mm. you know there there's dedication there's hours and hours and hours of work that goes into that and and i have teenagers so that's mm. why we're talking about bands but oh. um, like, you know it's like it's like there's this this thought of oh i want to go out on the road and and the tour and this that must be so fun and it's like you know how hard those people work <laughs> you know you know that's it's it's a lot of work to live that dream right but if you realize that and then, you know, you surround yourself with a supportive audience that, including yourself, you have to be supportive to yourself. You know, people are doing it and you can be one of those people. You just need to know, like, yeah, it's going to it's going to be a lot of hours, you know, yeah. but if it brings you joy, you know, why not? You know, and that's when it's rewarding. It's it's a two part process. Say mm -hmm. something say you're going to do it and then do it. Say something positive and do it. You have to do it. The do it part is way more important than the saying it part. <laughs> totally agreed, Mark. <laughs> well, this was cool. This was fun. When my rambling days are over And my gambling days are through When my rambling days are over And my gambling days are through If you tell me that you love me I'll be coming back to you.